Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for November 18. My name is John Mason. It's great you could join us. The Word on Wednesday is a short midweek ministry to comfort, encourage and strengthen hearts and minds from the Scriptures. Introduced and concluded with a music from John Newton's hymn, Amazing Grace, the podcast also includes prayers from the prayer book. You may want to subscribe to this weekly reflection. As we begin, Catherine Jacob will bring us a Bible reading. A reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 2020 has been a turbulent year. Many have been hurt, many are suffering. How can we pass on God's good news of hope? Today we come to Jesus' words, You are the light of the world. His words are blunt, for in speaking of his people as the light of the world, the implication is that there's a darkness about our human existence. Indeed, because we live in an age of relativism and tolerance, we don't easily understand the moral darkness of life around us, let alone in our own lives. Part of the problem is that our culture says there are no absolutes. Up until the 1970s, morality in the West was grounded in the Judeo-Christian ethic. But now all has changed. Few leaders in government or society would challenge the prevailing assumption that there is no morally binding objective authority or truth above the individual. Words such as true and false, right and wrong, have lost their objective meaning. Everything is relative. We live in a world without compass bearings. Let's think about this. In John chapter 8, verse 12, we read Jesus' words, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus was in the Jerusalem temple when he said this. It was the time of the Feast of the Tabernacles, when four huge oil-filled elevated bowls were lit. Their spectacular light symbolized the coming of God's Messiah. Some 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah wrote of the birth of God's King. In chapter 9 he speaks of the people walking in darkness and seeing a great light. On those living in a land where the shadow of death falls, a light has dawned, he wrote. A child will be born. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in chapter 60, we read his wonderful words of God's people in exile. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Isaiah is saying that the darkness God's people were experiencing in the 6th century BC would give way to light and hope. Bleakness would give way to glory. Isaiah envisioned God himself rising over Jerusalem, filling the whole of the city with the light of his presence. Given Isaiah's words, Jesus' words in John chapter 8 are electrifying. God, the source of all true light, has come into our world in person. Jesus, the light who reveals God, calls us out of the darkness of our own ego into the light. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, he says, but will have the light of life. Indeed, in fulfilment of Isaiah's promise, thousands were drawn to Jesus during his life. And since his death and resurrection, billions have been coming to him, worshipping him as the Lord and Saviour of the world. But how will our world today come to know him? You are the light of the world, Jesus says. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. Everything you are, everything you do, Jesus says, must reflect all that I've taught you. He expects us to reflect the light of God in our lives to the world. Yet do we? Do we endeavour to live out what he teaches in his Sermon on the Mount, for example? Do we hide the light of our faith? We often forget that God used his people to change the Roman world by the 4th century. This didn't happen at the point of a sword, but through the works and words of his people. They didn't hide the light of the gospel. Let your light shine before others, Jesus says, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Live your life as I command, he says, and others will be drawn to my light and love. It's an awesome thought and we're all involved. When we are tempted to despair at the moral decline around us, we need to ask ourselves, how do people see us? Just like everyone else, or as people who know the joy of God's gospel? Jesus calls us to two tasks, to be salt and light. As salt, we are to play our part in slowing down society's decay. As light, we are to bring people to God's truth with its hope and joy. Beware, therefore, of sin or compromise that reduces your godly influence as salt, Jesus says. Beware of hiding the light of your faith through laziness or fear. 
But how are we to do this in a world that thinks it has all the answers? Ask questions. Ask if there is any real or long-lasting hope in life. Pray for an opportune time to ask a friend what they know of Jesus and if they would be interested in exploring John's Gospel. Pray for God's grace that the light of your life will shine for everyone to see, in your kindness and care for others, in the way you cope with the challenges of life. God's desire is to bring many to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. He plans to use our good works and our words to draw people to His light so that on the last day they too will glorify God. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Lord Christ, eternal word and light of the Father's glory, send your light and your truth so that we may both know and proclaim your word of life to the glory of God the Father. For you now live and reign, God for all eternity. Amen. Catherine Jacob will now lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And Andrew Pearson will lead us in further prayer. A prayer for everyone in need. O God, creator and preserver of all people, we humbly pray for all sorts and conditions of men and women, that you would be pleased to make your way known to them, your saving power among all nations. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed with any kind of sickness or sorrow, anxiety or need. Lord, we particularly pray for your comfort for those who are grieved by the loss of loved ones at this time. We pray for the ongoing research into a vaccine and cure for COVID-19. We also pray for the many who are out of work. Give wisdom and compassion to leaders, enabling them to facilitate an effective economic recovery, and so provide opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental, or emotional danger at this time. Father, may it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all people and banish from them the spirit that makes for conflict so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Father in heaven, keep your people steadfast in faith and love, so that through your protection we may be free from all adversities.
and may faithfully and devoutly serve you to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, Andrew Pearson, the Dean and Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, Catherine Jacob, a member of the Cathedral Ministry Team, and music is from the Cathedral, under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. Prayers are drawn from an Australian prayer book, 1978, and the Bible readings are from the New Revised Standard Version. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.